All right. There's 101 strings. Play us out with some Hank Williams in the background. Let you know what you just heard. That's the Fifth Dimension. Remember them? Anybody remember them? Anybody here remember the Fifth Dimension? Wilbo, I remember the Fifth Dimension. Oh, thank you. So it's not rhetorical anymore. Great job last week. Oh, thank you. It was a lot. We can get it. finish back announcing, and then we can. Uh, okay. Okay. We can gab it up. All right. Joe, Joe Osborne's dead. Dead. He's a bass player from the Wrecking Crew who played on that track. Uh, before that, Ringo Starr with When You Wish Upon a Star from the Stay Awake Disney Music Interpretation Record on A&M. Buell Neidlinger, bass player from the West Coast, was on that track. He used to also play with, um, aside from playing with Ringo Starr, he played with Cecil Taylor. <laughs> and I had them. Hmm. Uh, it was, I don't know, must have been a union hall thing. Uh, Motorhead, before that, with White Line Fever, all from uh, a comp called All the Young Dudes that came out on Mojo with the Mojo magazine, expensive magazine. Uh, Fast Eddie Clark passed away this past year, the guitarist on that record. Uh, DOA lost Ramdy Rampage, bass player on The Prisoners from Bloody But Unbowed on CD Presents Records. Uh, we lost a staple, Yvonne Staple. Uh, from the Staple Singers, Respect Yourself is what we heard from Be Altitude, Respect Yourself on Stack. She was one of the background vocals. She preferred that to, um, of course, when you got a voice like Mavis to go up against, I guess you stay in the back. Uh, Neville Brothers. Charles Neville passed away. Sax player, although we heard him on percussion on that track. He's also a great percussion player. Uh, we heard them doing Brother John Iko Iko from Fio on the Bio, the a uh, Dr. John arrangement on A&M Records. Grateful Dead. Uh, they had, they were working with John Perry Barlow, lyricist on that track, who, who passed away this year. Black-Throated Wind was the track we heard from Steal Your Face on United Artists. Tony Joe White died in 2018. Poke Salad Annie. That was probably his biggest hit from his record Black and White on Monument. Had some great songs, though. And Gary Peacock started things off at the top of the set with Voices from the pa- or Voice from the Past on Paradigm on ECM Records. Paradigm is the name of the record. Uh, Tomo Stanko, the trunk, trumpet player, uh, passed away. So that sends another edition of the clothesline, the RIP version thereof. Part part one part of one. question mark? Part one, yes. I'll, I'll have to only carry like one and two-thirds of a bag instead of four bags. Happy New Year, Wilbo. Thank you to you, too. How's it going? It's going great. Things have been all right yes. on Wednesdays in my absence. Well, you know, it was it was rough because there's like, you know, nothing will replace the the back and forth uh, banter that that keeps me going from week to week that we share. But you found a way. Yeah. Good. I, just, you know. I was just thinking while you were talking, someone else raised this question, maybe on the Internet and maybe you'll have a good answer for it. Uh, what do you think the best stage name of all time is? I think when you mentioned DOA and their their front person, Joey, was one of the names considered. What do you think, like, the best stage name of all time is? Well, I don't know. I mean, I have a couple. I mean, I have a name for uh, a stage name, Pegwinder. Okay. I thought that was a pretty good one. So Pegwinder? Yeah, but it's okay. like the, the thing that, you know, you crank on your guitar. Yeah, for the, sure. The Pegwinder. I think if I was pressed, I might choose Lux Interior. As the best oh, oh, you mean ones name. that the ones that have happened? Yeah, already. yeah, not 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 a new one for you. Like past, historically, best stage name. Um, 
You know, I had a student once and I thought like, man, if you don't get famous with that name, it's like you're, you're, it's like you're doing something wrong. His name was Vinko Majekic. That's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I would also like to give an honorable mention to professional wrestler Justin Credible. Ooh, that's pretty good. That one's good. All right, should we? Uh, we got to ease back into this for 2019, and I that's think that's right. Uh, you, you got a Christmas show to do. So wait, wait, oh. what? Oh, this is. Oh, the dream has come real. Yeah, yeah maybe in 51 weeks, perhaps. Oh, okay. All right, I'll stick around until then. All right. WPRB, Princeton. Now you ain't crazy, I know you ain't crazy. You ain't never in your life heard a disc jockey come through here like me. Now I'm giving it to you like it is. You ain't never, never in your life heard a disc jockey come through here like me. Don't call me no disc jockey. Because I'm not a disc jockey. I'm a human radio station. Now these folks on all these other radio stations on KNR or whatever they're supposed to be, then they may be disc jockeys. But you put all of them on the radio when I'm on at one time and I'll wear their head out. All of them. Put them all on at the same time. And I'll wear their head out. I'm a human radio station and I don't want to have to repeat this no more. I'm a human radio station. I'm the transmitter, I'm the tower, I'm the turntables, I'm the building, I'm every doggone thing. Ain't no personality come through here as bad as I am. And as long as I'm here, you watch and see, as long as John Solomon is in this town, there will be no more to come through here as bad as I am. WPRB, Princeton. Yeah. 
today, hooray 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 engulf in flames, engulf in flames, engulf in flames, engulf. I can't. I can't do it. I wanted to do it. I can't do it. It's seven minutes after the hour. This is WPRB Princeton. My name is John Solomon. And I'll, I'll accept that it's either Wednesday or that it's 2019. I will not accept both things as fact. But apparently it is January the 2nd, 2019. It's my first show of the year. First time back on WPRB since Christmas night. And thank you all so much for your involvement, big and small, in the 30th annual holiday radio show. 30 years, 30 hours, one of the one of the best times I've ever had on the radio, and you were a big part of that. And thanks to Rachel and Don and Esoterica for covering on Wednesdays leading up to the marathon so that I could do the prep I needed to do to bring the 30th annual holiday radio show to you. And as we ease into 2019 going to have a trio of best of 2018 programs best of 2018 songs and albums and bands and all that will happen next week but this week we're going to revisit all the live performances on my show from 2018 of which there were four and if there's time also the interview i did over the phone with comedian andy kindler I think that's a nice way in this this midweek year change to kind of get back on the radio, but do it in a low-stress fashion and, and highlight some of these performances that you might have missed first time around but are fairly incredible in their own right. And so we will start that all off right after this. Today, hooray, 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 today, hooray. WPRB is supported by the Princeton Record Exchange, an independent record store with over 100,000 new and used LPs, CDs, and DVDs in stock. Located at 20 South Tulane Street in downtown Princeton, the Princeton Record Exchange carries the latest new releases and reissues, rarities and collectibles, rock, jazz, classical, movies, TV shows, and more. They will also purchase your music and movies for cash and put them into the hands of people who will appreciate them all over again. For more information, call 609-921-0881. Find them on Facebook or visit them online at prex.com. As I said, this is WPRB Princeton. My name is John Solomon. A delight to be with you. A delight to be anywhere in 2018. Turn 2019-609-258-1033, J-O-N at WPRB.com. I'm fighting a little scratchy throat, but I'm vertical, and that's more than I can say for most. So if you're, if you're illin', sit back and relax. If you're, if you're stuck in traffic or coming back from the first work day of the year, what have you, I'm glad WPRB is on your side. So the, the first performance that we're going to hear in full was the return of Nick Millivoy's desertion duo on the heels of really great record that came out on Puma titled simply desertion. 
Nick came back to WPRB, tape another session on the 18th of January, 2018. And as we revisit the best of live performances from last year, let's start off in sequential order with this one. Here is Nick Millivoy's Desertion Duo on WPRB Princeton, Where Are My Tissues? Thank you. 
Nick Milvoy's Desertion Duo on WPRB Princeton, a session engineered January the 18th of 2018. I think that first aired also in January of last year, performance number 248 in the Wednesday night live concert series. And tonight we're looking back at all four of the performances that graced these airwaves on Wednesdays as part of the show, really diverse assortment of bands and individuals came down to WPRB to tape live sessions for this program and already lining up some exciting stuff for 2019 that I can't wait for you to hear. You know, I misspoke at the top of the show when talking about the most recent Nick Millivoy Desertion Trio record. I misspoke and highlighted 2016's Desertion, but of course the record that came out earlier in 2018 was Midtown Tilt, which has the Desertion Trio with Jamie Saft, though for their second appearance on WPRB, it was simply electric guitar and electric bass for Nick Millivoy's Desertion duo and the pieces that you heard in the order that you heard them were midtown tilt it's hard out there for little things high line noon red river valley fascination fadeaway and finishing with a unique reinterpretation of my prayer by the platters it's 22 minutes in front of the top of the hour you're listening to wprb princeton my name is john solomon happy new year all the seltzer I've been drinking still hasn't gotten this lump out of my throat. So we're going to get through this week's program together somehow. But I apologize if I have more dulcet tones than usual. WPRB is supported by Artyard, an innovative center for contemporary art in Frenchtown, New Jersey. Artyard hosts art exhibitions, film screenings, live music, poetry, and performance throughout the year. On view through December 30th is The Unlikely Whole, an exhibition featuring the works of Mariel Capanna, Amy Kunat, Osamu Kabayashi, Amy Pleasant, Kenny Rivero, and Rudy Shepard. Curated by Lucinda Warchall, the selected works explore the landscape, the body, memory, and identity as sites of disassembly and reconstruction. Opening January 12, 2019, The Creative Commons, progressive studio practice from the Creative Growth Art Center, Land Gallery, and the Center for Creative Works. This exhibition will feature works from three nonprofit studios whose radical approach to art making and inclusion for adults with developmental disabilities have launched acclaimed careers and occasioned a sea of change in conceptions of contemporary art. Curated by Jill Kearney. To learn more, please visit artyard.org. Right on, WPRB Princeton, community-supported independent radio, 103.3 on your FM, WPRB.com on your internet. My name is John Solomon, using my first show of 2019 to focus on the live performances that I taped for Wednesday night's radio extravaganza last year, four live sessions and an interview, and I wanted to hear them all again, so we are doing so Tonight, questions, comments, concerns, by all means, feel free to get in touch while each and every one of these are playing. And again, I said so at the top of the program, but, uh, but thanks for making my holiday radio show a part of your respective Christmas Eves and Christmas propers. It was a, it was a delight 
joining you this year for for all 30 hours. Will it be 30 hours in December 2019? No, it will not. But did doing a, a longer program expanding outwards at both the beginning and the end teach me some interesting things about preparation that'll translate into future marathons? Yeah, you know what? It kind of did. So we'll see what that means for December 2019 and beyond. So didn't uh, didn't engineer a whole heck of a lot at WPRB for this show between Nick Milavoy's desertion duo and September of last year when Mike Pace returned for like his fifth visit to WPRB, maybe fourth. He was here twice with his old band Oxford Collapse, and then now he's been releasing music of the solo variety under the band name Mike Pace and the Child Actors. You can learn more at thechildactors.bandcamp.com. And I should have also mentioned nickmillivoy.blogspot.com. Millivoy is M-I-L-L-E-V-O-I. So yeah, there are a couple EPs and two full lengths, one on vinyl, one on cassette for Mike Pace as part of Mike Pace and the Child Actors. And the most recent is a real nice album called Smooth Sailing. So in concert with Smooth Sailing's release, Mike came back to WPRB took the elevator and everything, and we recorded this session in September of last year. It was performance number 249 in the Wednesday Night Live concert series, and and let's all enjoy it again, either a second or a first or maybe a higher-digit time together. Mike Pace, live on WPRB, Princeton.
That was a song called Troubleshooting. That's from my new record, which is entitled Smooth Sailing. Um, one thing you should know is that what I'm playing for you today, for the most part, these are all radical reinterpretations or radical rearrangements of songs on the Smooth Sailing record, which were made with a full band, in quotes, meaning that there's guitar, bass, drums, keys, backup singers, everything you'd want on the record. But live, live you get more of the stripped down, the economy take, but it's, it's more intimate, you might say. Here's another song from that record. It's called Blaster.
Next one I'm going to do is also a track from the new record. It's called Young and Beautiful, and it's for Jesse and Izzy. It's that time again. 
I'd like to take credit for that one, but uh, it was actually written by a guy named Steve Height, who put out one record in, I think it was 1980 or 83, on the Sony Japan label. And it's all full of these great kind of sleepy, surfy, near, like, ambient pieces. And then the guy went on to become this renowned fashion photographer and never made another record. So... There's still hope for me yet, I guess. I'm going to do something from the first Child Actors record. Came out on the Fine Self uh, Starter Foundation label back in 2015. The song is called McKinley, named after my favorite president.
It's great, great to be to back, back at, at WPRB. WPRB. I was uh, just, just reminiscing, reminiscing with, with John. I've been coming here for 15 years. years. Only, Only seven, seven of those, those as a student. student. But, um, yeah, yeah, the first, uh, the first show was with uh, my old band, Oxford Collapse, back in 2003. Sounds like a newscaster. 2003, 2003. This marks 15 years, and uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be doing John's show. I'm glad you're still at it, still taking classes, still going for that undergrad degree. Speaking of graduate work in guitar playing, I'm going to need to concentrate on this next one because it's a little difficult here. It's called Disconnected Heart. Thank you. 
So this is going to be my last one. Uh, this is from the first record again, Best Boy, but the new record is called Smooth Sailing. It's available on fine self-starter foundation cassettes and digital files wherever you can get your digital files. Obviously, Bandcamp, all of that good stuff. Um, I was inspired by the Jimmy Page, Edge, Jack White trio. I think they called themselves It Might Get Loud or Might Get a Little Loud. Well, in the, uh, in the uh, grand tradition of those masters of guitar, here's a radical reinterpretation of a song from Best Boy called Summer Lawns. I hope you like it. Thanks again, as always. I'm Mike. I will see you later.
That's it. I gotta say, on the other side of Christmas, feels weird not having any backing bells while I talk, but I'll manage from September of last year that I'm rebroadcasting and interviews on this show. Mike Pace used to be in and the songs in his session that you heard were Troubleshooting, Blaster, Young and Beautiful, Never Find a Girl, which is Steve Hyatt tune, McKinley, Disconnected Heart, and then wrapping up with Summer Lawns. Go to thechildactors.bandcamp.com. There's some, some free Name Your Price downloads. There's an LP and a cassette you can buy. Tell them WPRB sent you. Perhaps... And at 15 minutes after the hour, this is WPRB, Princeton Stereo 103.3 FM, WPRB.com. My name is John Solomon. The scratchy throat has become something a little more involved since I got to WPRB. I took my allergy medicine, so maybe I am finally getting sick. I'm, I'm the last one on earth to fall, but uh, I, I'm going to... I'm gonna, be all right at least till the end of the show at 8 eastern and then soup man i am going to soup it up 609-258-1033 j-o-n at wprb.com what else you can go to facebook.com slash keeping score at home you can follow me on uh, twitter or instagram at john solomon on each no h all o's and yet again I've spent most of my afternoon being erroneously tagged in uh, political arguments on the Twitter because people think that I'm some dope from a, a newspaper of ill repute. But I'm not. I'm me. Leave me out of it. And I, I have to bite my tongue and, and sit on my hands to not write back and say, oh, you think you're 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 saying things to someone who supports your point of view, when in fact, anything but. But uh, it, you know, I don't have a lot of self restraint, but rarely it comes into important play. So after Mike Pace visited WPRB, it wasn't that long before we were paid a visit by the Austin, Texas trio Borzoi. And man, oh man, I've enjoyed the Borzoi records that I've heard. But their album, A Prayer for War, which came out on 1-2-X-U last year, is a, is a colossal step forward. One of my, my favorite records of 2018 when I start playing favorite albums of the year. On the next two Wednesdays of programs, that record is sure to be featured. Unless I forget, which I won't, but they, they lean decently on A Prayer for War for their first ever live appearance on WPRB, and this was actually performance number 250. So fire off the T-shirt cannons in group celebration. So this was engineered October 16th, 2018. Had a, had a great time hanging out with these gents, and, and I hope I'll get to see them around these parts again in 2019. So next up, on this best of live performance review, here is a terrific session by Texas's own Borzoi. You're listening to WPRB, Princeton. 
Sorry from Austin, Texas.
who is that hot, hot, hot band you've been listening to play live on WPRB for the last spell? Well, I'm here with the information that you require. That is Austin, Texas trio Borzoi. Borzoi, A Prayer for War, their latest album out now on 12XU, one of the best full lengths of 2018. And they stopped by the station last year to play live and share their gift with you. So, from a session engineered October 16th, 2018, you heard The South is Risen, Prayer for War, Lizard Man of the Third Reich, The Tonsure Twist, Warheads, Big Pink, Schlock, and rounding up their set beneath the boardwalk. Borzoi12xu.bandcamp.com is one of the places that you can find them. And, and man, oh man, it still makes me want to go grab all my Not For Sale and 100 Flowers records in equal measure. You know what it is? It's kind of like, oh, I wish there was a record that could have been released on both Rabid Cat and Happy Squid. And that might be the the deepest, uh, deepest cut reference I will ever make on these airwaves, and that is saying something. But yeah, it was a, it was a real treat to have Borzoi at WPRB, and as I said, already working on some sessions for this year that should equal, if not exceed, that one. So uh, keep tabs Wednesday in and Wednesday out, and I'll do my best to alert you in advance whenever possible next wednesday's show we begin best of 2018 part one where i'll be looking back on favorite records bands individual songs reissues things of of all quantifiable sizes shall be played in exceedingly different orders on wprb so this week you get Best of Live on WPRB 2018, plus, if we have time, my interview with comedian Andy Kindler. Then next week is Best of 2018 Part 1. That usually transitions into Best of 2018 Part 2, and then it'll be uh, Tubishvat practically and get back to traditional Wednesday night radio programming. My name is John Solomon. You have me for another... Kind of throat achy 75 minutes, 609-258-1033, J-O-N at WPRB.com. Happy New Year, everybody. I have been told by reliable sources, again, I have no way of independently confirming this, that it is both Wednesday and 2019. And that's nuts. That's just plain nuts. Also, I know Wilbo and I were, were talking, and I wish I could remember who brought up the question online. All-time greatest stage name is dot, dot, dot. I'd be curious to know your answers. I still think it's a tie between Just Incredible and Lux Interior, but uh, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. So the last of these four live sessions that we're re-enjoying is the most recent from November 2nd of last year, and it is Brooklyn Trio Upper Wilds, their second full-length, came out last year on Thrill Jockey. It's called Mars. It is equally titanic and bright orange. 
Dan Friel of Upper Wilds was previously in Parts and Labor on the album. The bassist, Zach, he of X Models and Pterodactyl, and uh, he's no longer playing with the band because now he lives around here. And drummer Jeff Ottenbacher make up Upper Wilds. I know you, you probably heard, if you listen to this program with any regularity, their album Guitar Module 2017 on this show, A Great Bit, what is now practically two years ago, and then Mars got uh, real great airplay, and we've been going back and forth trying to get this session to happen, and then sometimes schedules are booked months in advance, and other times it's, hey, what are you doing Friday afternoon? And and this fell into the, the latter category, and I hope you like guitars. So live on WPRB. Performance number, what do we got? 251 in the Wednesday Night Live Concert Series. The sounds again of, oh, I got to reach all the way across the room for this. Upper Wilds.
Thanks, John, for having us on. This is a song off of our new record. It's called Mars. The song is called Wine Flies.
It certainly was not here when I was on the radio for 30 straight hours on Christmas Eve and Christmas. And I'm fairly certain it wasn't here either during my all Hanukkah show, but someone has left a bright green dreidel at WPRB. Please, fellow DJs, claim your dreidel. Upper Wilds, live from November of last year, session engineered 11 18 Broadcast once on this program and re-airing tonight as part of Best of 2018 Live on WPRB, alongside sessions from Nick Millivoy's Desertion Duo, Mike Pace, and Borzoi. The new Upper Wilds album, Mars, is out now on Thrill Jockey. The record is bright orange. The shirts to go along with the record are also bright orange. And I should really repost the picture, but Upper Wilds, while they were on tour, using all their tidily wrapped up t-shirts, formed Merch Gritty, which is better seen than described over the radio. It was beautiful, as is the band themselves. So the Upper Wilds set was Roy Sullivan, UFO, Wine Flies. Skylab, Mars, Dead Mall, Perfect Eyesight, and Let's Build a Moon. And again, the new Upper Wilds album is Mars. You can pick up all of their records in physical and digital form at upperwilds.bandcamp.com. It's a concept record about colonizing the red planet. And apparently, it is the first in a series of records about I don't have a phone number for Greg Hans. I don't know why that happened. What did I say? And you're all the way like 30 feet away from me, phone. Come on. Now what was I saying? Oh, it's part of a, a concept album? Is that what set it off? I you got me. But yeah, they're gonna do records about other planets and moons and and celestial bodies in our known universe and beyond so well done upper wilds well done so it's 20 minutes after the hour you're listening to wprb princeton my name is john solomon i'll admit it i'm a little under the weather i wasn't completely sure but as the program has gone on i've decided but uh given that the annual New Year's Eve party I attend was canceled because of a child having stomach flu. And given that then I was rear-ended on New Year's Eve in West Philadelphia, coming back from picking up some emergency tamales. And given that after being on the radio for 30 consecutive hours, I ate all of North America's biscotti. I'm doing better than one could have ever imagined. 609-258-1033, J-O-N at WPRB.com. Maybe you know why my phone was voice activated trying to contact someone I don't even know who they are. Maybe you have other things you'd like to share. Either way, get in touch between now and the top of the oncoming hour, and I might end the program with a request or three, depending on how things go. So in addition to the four live performances I've been highlighting tonight, 
Also had a chance to speak with comedian Andy Kindler in advance of his performances at Good Good Comedy in the fall. And unlike every other time I've seen Andy Kindler in Philadelphia, of which there are several, he killed. So while you're listening to our interview from the back portion of last year, and we talk about his upcoming appearance and, and how terribly he bombed in Philadelphia and New Brunswick in my presence, among others. Rest assured that these shows went better than anyone could have imagined, him included. I was reminded when I was sitting around the dining room table yesterday with my wife and some friends about when I saw Andy Kindler in New Brunswick. And things went so terribly from jump that eventually he just started addressing the whole set to me. So it was kind of like having a personal performance, ignoring the other 70 or so people in the room who were distinctively not having it. So it was great to have Andy back on the show for the first time in, in almost a decade and after a brief technical issue this is how things went on the radio back in august sure let's call it august wprb princeton all right let's try this again you're listening to wprb princeton is that better can you hear me now i can hear you fine oh there we go you mean you were talking to me previously i was i could hear you breathing even i can hear you i hear you that was one of the classic vaudevillian lines i can hear you people i know you're out there people i can hear you breathing in this case i actually could hear you breathing joining me on the phone right now from what i'm assuming is california but heading east momentarily it's andy kindler well, don't say momentarily because I have OCD and I'm on a red-eye flight. So you say momentarily. My, my uh, attention shifts from the phone call to what I have to do before I leave. And I'm, in fact, right now I'm not even listening anymore. Oh, well, then I'll just, I'll just keep talking and let people know that the It Starts Tomorrow tour starts tomorrow in Philadelphia. And, and you're back on this program with me for the first, the time? first time since 2009. Well, that's pretty amazing, and I also am very, very happy about the name of the tour, but just for today. And what happens tomorrow? I came tomorrow? up with the name of that tour today, and I was very happy about it. And do you think you'll feel all right about it come sunrise? No, because it's a one-joke, a one-day joke. So to, and now to, tomorrow, uh, it started, it, it, how about this? It starts today, it started yesterday, it starts two days ago. It started two days ago. You did it again, John, you came through. <laughs> but you'll be in Philadelphia at Good Good Comedy tomorrow, which is Thursday, for two shows at 8 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Now, was I supposed to be a surprise guest? Well, I, 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 you know, I, I was so worried about the, the technology failing that I just told people that there was going to be a surprise guest. And, Were you wary uh, or worried? I was both wary and worried. Mm -hmm. I both whine and whinge. Now, do you know how long it's been since I last saw you, uh, John Solomon? I know that my daughter was born because there's a she photo. She was born and very, very young. So, and she's 10 now. So I saw oh you. Oh, my God. That's, I would, that's like almost 10 years ago, nine years ago, eight yeah. years ago. You were in, I, I think uh, I had you on maybe before you were in New Brunswick. Before, not bombed a lot. 
this, I think this is a classic. This is a classic bomb because I wasn't, you know, to me, bombing is not is not like one comic laughing at me in the back of the room. But to me, bombing is that comic isn't laughing. Yeah, it was uh, some rough sledding in uh In, in fact, you even had a look on your face that, well, you were a young kid then. I think you were 17 or you were 12 or you were 19 or you were, I bet you weren't older than 24. Nine years ago? Yeah. Oh, I was older than 24 nine years ago. Didn't act that way. I think I've, I've known you for almost 24 years, if well, I think about it. Tell the people, bring the people up to date on how we first met each other, because I forget it. I first met you when I was living in Chicago in the mid-1990s, when I very much wanted to put out an Andy Kindler comedy record. Oh, my God. Do you, now, here's the thing. And, and we're still waiting. Onset, is it early onset dementia? And I'm not making a joke about it. I'm saying, is it that I have blocked out? Now it all comes back to me, but I had blocked, I had forgotten that completely. Didn't you have a, oh, you were a God, forgive me, under God, one, one country under God records. Close enough. What was it? It was My Pal God records. I love that. I still, <laughs> it's still the best. My Pal God. If it wasn't the fact that you were uh, uh, an atheist and were being sarcastic, it would be even better. But let's talk about now. Let's can we talk about recent events? Sure. You just well, no, no. I, I told your publicist. I expressly said we can only talk about the oldie days. Let's stick to ninety three to ninety six explicitly. Okay. Um, but good. so you just got back from from Montreal and and just for laughs and Juice and career. And for people who are listening who might not know what you Andy Kindler do in Montreal every year, what is Just for Laughs and and how did it go? Just for Laughs is a comedy uh is a comedy festival. I've been there on in one form or another. My first year I went there was 1993 when all the listeners to your show were zygotes or weren't born or something like that. This is my new Andy tries to appeal to the younger people by overcomplimenting them. So I've been there. So, so since 1996, I started doing this speech called "The State of the Industry," and it basically is a it's kind of a roast. Although sometimes it gets meaner than a roast, and sometimes I'm angrier than a roast, and I'm not that sure I'm very good at roasts. So it's my version of a roast. It's my wor- version of trying to save comedy single-handedly. But it's gotten tougher and tougher because comedy, as I think you'll agree, has gotten better. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sort of continually amazed how many new young folks i'm discovering who i think are are fairly incredible so i would i would totally agree yeah i mean when i when i was starting you know someone like ellen they she said she's gay then she got in trouble for for saying she's gay i mean it was like ridiculous and and i think there was even more homophobia amongst and probably still more homophobia amongst men and now all that has changed my friend i wish I only wish I was a gay, LBGT, black, Persian, Nigerian, Yiddish comic. They have the whole world ahead of me. Well, you're one for 12, at least. <laughs> I'm so, saying, hey, thanks for letting me go on. I no, appreciate that. I just figured you'd, you'd trail off eventually. Now, what's happened is, in the last two years, my good friend, and also, I have a podcast, and people don't know it because I don't talk about it. We're going to get to that. Wanna... We're going to get to that. 
Okay, but he, but Josh Elvis Weinstein, who uh, is my podcast partner, he co-wrote the speech to me, even though I didn't thank him after the speech, because there's something wrong with me. But he really co-wrote it, and uh, almost uh, so many of the jokes from last year and this year were his jokes. So it, the speech has changed in that uh, it's like more, uh, so it's, uh, I have more funny things in it because I'm adding some humor. And I should let people know who are just tuning in. I'm talking to Andy Kindler, who's going to be in Philadelphia on Thursday at Good Good Comedy. Two shows. Tickets are still available. I will be there, and I hope you will, too. Not not you, Andy. You, of course, will, will I've be I've never there. done well in Philadelphia. That's the thing to think about. I, think I have never. I, I bombed at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. And I think I bombed every single time I was in Philadelphia. Back in the 80s, there was a funny bone on South Street. Oh, sure. I think I saw you at Helium last time. Is that possible? Yes, I bombed at Helium. But maybe, did you see the show where, oh, of course you saw the show. Uh, before me was a guy who hated the Philadelphia sports teams. That, the, sound, that sounds vaguely familiar. The MC hated Philadelphia sports teams. They stink, they suck, they stink, they suck. And now Andy Kimler. And, you know... Philadelphia is uh, a relatively ambivalent sports town. Uh, yes. And if you start to slam, I mean, I know you were being sarcastic, but if you start to slam the home team, it's not good. But I did have jokes like, uh, I used the first ATM that Thomas Jefferson used with his quill many years ago. I did a fake historical tour of Philadelphia which went over about as good as your reaction and my delivery of it. And so just getting back to Montreal before we talk about your... Sure, your, I'll talk your, about anything you want. And you know that I go into many different directions. You have to reel me in. So just for laughs and the, and the state of the industry this year, you're, you're happy with how it went? I've had a chance to listen to some, but, but not all of it so far. So how, well, did, how did you feel about it? Well, there are certain things that I realize as a human being, and I realize through therapy that I have to work on, which is uh, everything I need to work on because I can let because this thing with the microphone has been going on for about ten years uh, fights over the microphone and and the the microphone is is terrible for me it's been terrible for me every year so do you know who I blame for that not my manager I blame Mr Andy Kindler but I blame myself with love you know, you know there, there's some bands that I know that bring their own microphone with them have you well, have my, you ever thought about doing that. Well, Doug Benson, uh, who is also represented by my manager, he always insists on a wired handheld mic. And I think I should, too, because I have, have wireless, is there wireless systems ever sound as good as wired? I don't know, but there's a chance, like Spinal Tap, you're going to get radio interference. So, but you, were you happy with how it went? Yes. Okay. I was thrilled. And the reason why I was thrilled was because last year, I had uh, been my first year on medication, and in therapy, and I thought I would conquer the world with all my problems being solved. But when you go into therapy and you uh, try to treat yourself, I mean, when you start treating, getting treatment, uh, often you go ups and, uh, through ups and downs. So last year, I was yelling that to my wife who, uh, at eight, 8 in the morning that I got nothing, I got nothing. And this year, I didn't have one, uh, uh, one tantrum until about an hour before the speech when I couldn't get it to print out. But it all, it all worked out okay. Yes, and the reason why I did was because I, the people that I, it's a very hard, everything is hard for, for me to do. No, I mean, I'm not talking about it. My life is 
easy compared to anyone with a real problem. But because of the OCD and the ADD, I always uh, start to prepare too late. So I was uh, all, all mixed up in my mind, kind of, but I wasn't as mixed up as the year before. And the people that I wanted to go after, I really did want to go after them. And the things I said about them, like Louis C.K. and the thing I said about Emily Nussbaum, I've come to realize now this is the proper form for my complaints, not Twitter. I mean, Twitter, I can still, you know, hate Trump on a daily basis, but I used to waste so much energy arguing with Ricky Gervais as opposed to just having that one joke I had about him, which was that people complained there wasn't enough comedy in Hannah Gatsby's special. But meanwhile, Netflix paid Ricky Gervais $40 million to tell Caitlyn Jenner is a bad woman driver jokes. So, you've, you've, so you've, that felt good. You've, com <laughs> you've compartmentalized your hate. Um, probably not compartmentalized because I can, you know, uh, I don't know what you've gone through in your life. You're a Jew, I, I assume. I am. Still. Still. Uh, you're agnostic, leading to atheism, I would, right? I would say I'm... Uh, Fully atheist. No, I would say, I mean, I, I sort of follow, I mean, like I fast on Yom Kippur. Right, but that's just for ritual. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm more ritual and tradition than religious. Yes. But you're, if you're a real atheist, then you're truly no. If you're real, if you're a real atheist who isn't trying, like a new atheist who has an agenda, you really are saying you're agnostic. Yeah, you just don't. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, you don't think there's something out there, but you don't spend your time on the phone telling people, "Hey, how's your sky wizard doing today?" No. No, you don't do that. I don't know how I got into the atheist thing and to the, uh, how did I get into it? Oh, because it was, I was saying about, I don't know what you've gone through with your life, but I had to face a lot of inner, de inner demons, not like real demons, like, uh, like you would if I was the guy who, uh, Jim, Jim Morrison or something. <laughs> but my version of demons, which was like being on Twitter all the time, arguing with robots, arguing with Russians, feeling depressed a lot, not depressed, but anxious all the time because I was using Twitter as an obsessive compulsive wonderland. And are you are you able to you know put the phone down or put the computer down and and go for a walk around the block now? I'm able to do everything that's good for me, but I'm not able to do it all the time. And that's the other part of getting better is when I uh, oh I got I got to bump that. Hold on. All right, that that's been dumped. You've got one more of those. I'm so sorry. It's John. okay. You know, I, it's okay. I never make I caught that it. mistake. I caught it. We're, okay, we're live you. on the radio. These things happen. Uh, but not for me. I'm a professional. All right. Let's okay, so, keep, keep going. Uh, yeah. Um, so the demons I had. Okay. So, so when I was, then I realized that, see, all these years when I started doing the speech, I would go through all kinds of emotional problems because I would wonder is my target high enough you know is what i'm saying am, am i right to say it and then i realized someone's feelings is going to get hurt and there's a certain meanness to it but i'm trying to make a point and i can't live this life of being the self-righteous hero who's saving comedy you know mm -hmm. so um i am have a better like, I was always afraid to confront the people that I was talking about, but I also over, I also over blamed myself in a way. Like, I, for some reason, like, for some years when I was talking about Louis C.K., I thought, you really are crazy. Everyone loves him, and you just look like a, a fool. That's what I felt. 
-hmm. And I feel uh, at times, and you're just doing it, which is true. I, I didn't have, a, you know, I had a falling out with him. I didn't wasn't a big fan of, of of his extreme gratuitousness on stage. But because I knew I had my own problems, I always kind of was angry at myself. Is is my first emotion in life, and I've been able to. Uh, really change no really really change that and not be as angry at, at myself and therefore not be so judgmental towards others but hopefully i can still do uh jokes about um this generation is leno who is uh probably fallon in terms of uh a person who believes in people pleasing mm-hmm but uh, I don't know that he's – I think the thing he did with – I mean, I was talking about him for years about you know interviewing Stalin and saying, great, I heard you killed 30 million people. That's crazy. So I feel that I was pre prescient. Yeah, you've gotten in on the ground floor on a, on a number of uh, now relatively reviled individuals. Right. So now <laughs> – and so the thing is, like, I don't feel like towards Leno what I felt like towards Louis – CK, but because Leno was, but I did at certain points was had all my rage. Went to, you know, I have rage, but like a lot of it is like uh, things that I'm. But the thing is, I'm I the, the rage that I have, I keep when I get off out of doing this fight. Like, are you right, Andy, or are you wrong? When I when I accept that there's gray areas to everything, it just makes walking down the street feel better. Well, you let's... know, like I, I don't, I'm not as scared as I was. Like in therapy, I realized through therapy that my fear of getting into a fist fight was my fear of it, and I don't have to get into a fist fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, someone could hit me, but I don't have to. And so, therefore, I don't have to assume that because of the things I'm saying, I'm going to get punched in the face, although I might get punched in the face. But just in general, I've got – it's a little bit of Buddhist in a way of where you, you try not to attach to things. But please don't think that I'm cured. Well, let me let people know that you are listening to the voice of the eminently punchable Andy Kindler, who will be in Philadelphia tomorrow night. It's happening tomorrow at Good Good Comedy, which is a a great place with the man. They have a terrific weekend of shows coming up, and it starts with Andy visiting Philadelphia for the first time in a while tomorrow night. There's a show at 830. There's a show at 9.30, goodgoodcomedy.com. You mentioned I've heard great things about the club. Yeah, right? it's, it's terrific. It's in Chinatown. It's a small little, like, black box theater, and, and they, they bring in uh, – actually, they've brought in a lot of the folks, like we were talking earlier about, you know, young, exciting, interesting comedians. Like, there, there's a whole bunch of shows that I've gone to there featuring people that fit that description that have been terrific. So That's good news for Philadelphia, too. Because... Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know that I could have had a better time. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, you know, I always think maybe I'll go back to Helium. I have no idea. But the point is that uh, the, my old experiences were based on the uh, how comedy was like. Yeah, there. I was actually – I mean, I was. we'll talk about your podcast in a second because I do want to get to that, and I know you don't have that much time. But um, one thing that I was talking about with a friend recently was how – Comedy now, like you think of the old model of comedy and the, you know, the brick wall and the, the two drink minimum. And I remember even going back to like we were talking about when we first met in the mid 1990s and I was I was booking a, a music venue in Chicago and kind of wanted to try and start doing comedians there then. And, and now it took a long time to sort of break that 
traditional model and and make people realize that comedy can happen any number of places like having a comedian and a band perform on the same bill is like i think about you know you were involved with uncabaret and a lot of the stuff that was happening there kind of feels like the uh, maybe a basis for what the the more palatable model of comedy is in 2018 does that make sense it makes total sense in fact I remember the, the horror at the stress factory that we both felt is was that there's is that it's th- there is a certain kind of now some people can do well in front of, like I love Brian Regan he does like well almost everywhere it doesn't mean that he isn't still hilarious it's just that I'm not as good I'm not as good as when I go into these old style clubs and it happened recently um about four months ago, I went to, and it's happened a couple of times in the last t- t- seven or eight years where I've gone in. And I was like, "Oh, this is the way it, it used to be," you know. And the thing is, is that the movement I was kind of associated with, you know, with Janine Garofalo and David Cross and the Uncabaret, that was a reaction to mainstream comedy clubs. So what happened was that there was a time period where the least hip thing to do would be considered to go to a comedy club, you know. And this was. Um, all when the alternative comedy movement was happening, but also when, like, what I call alternative comic books, like Daniel Klaus and uh, Harvey Picard and all these things. So there was like a, there is like a, if I knew what zeitgeist meant, I think there is a zeitgeist that continues. But um, it took a long time to get that shaken out of regular clubs. Like I used to say, you know, people would think the last pl- place to find someone funny would be a comedy club, like finding a funny book in the humor sec- section of the library. All right, so I've I've you've alluded to it, I've alluded to it, but about a year plus ago, you started your first podcast, which is called Thought Spiral. It's you and a guy named J. Elvis Weinstein and Stein. I oh I know I, I, as as it was coming oh, out of no no that that's okay as it was coming that out word of, is okay I'm, I, I, feel I mean, like an I mean idiot. You, you shouldn't you shouldn't like uh, you know repeat it again and again and no, again I but not, I, and I think I'm very just, sorry it's I'm, okay. I'm not usually like this I think it's because I've done a lot of podcasts and I forget that the I, the line between and you know what I'm a I'm a revolutionary okay sorry so thought spiral it's you and your co-host. J. Elvis Weinstein. Weinstein. Right. I, I when it was coming out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong, and I just couldn't reel it back in. But it's so every Monday, it's about a hour and a half, two hour conversation, just the pair of you, no guests, and and I have to say, in the last you know year plus, I guess there are what sixty episodes, something like that, since yeah. the show launched in a weird way, like you talk about you going to therapy. Hearing the two of you talk issues through has helped me figure some things out personally and, and professionally. And, and so I'm curious what the show has, has taught you. Well, I'm so glad. I um, Thank you very much for saying that. And I think you DM me that's uh, I did. similar. And that makes me feel so great because, you know, the thing is, all I ever wanted from first of all, I, it wouldn't be a podcast if if, uh, if Josh didn't invite me to start it. It probably, I mean, we kind of joke, but he does live four blocks away from me, and so, but we didn't know what we were getting. Like we just said, let's start it and see how it is and see how we like it. Uh, but all I've ever wanted was to for 
and you can't think about it too much because you start to get an ego or a lack of ego from thinking too much about it. Like I always wanted to be a show that people would listen to, like when they're shopping or how I listen to podcasts and I'm depressed or, or I kind of like am joining these people's lives as it's going. And uh, it can't be. And so, you know, trying to achieve that every week won't work. But the fact that we have no guests and we have never and decided not to have guests and that we are kind of like talking about what's going on in our lives. It just kind of has, it's really kind of, I'm very proud of it. I mean, that, that's not to say that I'm as comfortable doing it as I am doing stand-up, which I'm mostly comfortable doing, but sometimes I can also feel weird. But I've learned so much, too, about listening, John. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like listening to each of you having a therapy session with one another. It, that is exactly true, because my therapist has said my relationship with Josh is is such a great relationship, and but also it's like a learn not, not like a learning ground to, to, for some future relationship, but just we we do talk about things that if if I bother him, he tells me, and you know vice versa or whatever. But but we're able to keep it. the fact that it is. I mean, we've gotten upset at each other during the podcast, but one a couple of exciting times was like I got mad and then I didn't get i i let the anger go within the length of the podcast so it's just i think it's great uh, you know i, I i'm I, I know that you know also the fact that i started it knowing there's every everyone's done one you know that kind of thing and i'm not expecting money and just doing it to do it which actually you probably saw everything the same way yeah, and the, the show is called Thought Spiral, and it's on your iTunes and your Stitcher, which I'm still not actually sure what that is, but I know it's there, and, and it's uh, you and Josh. Every Monday, I believe, without fail, there's a, there's a new episode, and it's, uh, it's a pretty great conversation. That's, uh, I've listened to it a lot on planes and driving, and uh, it's something that I look forward to every Monday, so I, I definitely want people to... To check that out, and I also want folks listening to go see Andy Kindler at Good Good Comedy in Philadelphia tomorrow night, goodgoodcomedy.com. Andy, we were talking about, you know, how when I first met you was because I was a fan and, and wanted to try and try and do this Andy Kindler CD. I, I know many times you have referenced your, your new CD. Is your new CD ever coming out? The new CD, which is, is already named, hence the humor, and it's already been recorded and edited. I am predicting will come out for the holiday season this year. It has to come out because if it doesn't come out, the, you know, it's already bad that it hasn't come out this long. And uh, it's a study in OCD why it hasn't. But you know, the thing is, I have, I was, I'm not using OCD as an excuse, and it's good that I'm not because no one takes it. If you notice that, no one says, "Oh, sorry about your OCD." They don't. They just don't care about. Do you have OCD? I just assume Jews do, but you probably don't. I, you know, I don't. If I do, it's it's fairly mild. Right. Like maybe you check your lock once, or but you're not. There's nothing. Yeah, I definitely have a routine when I go to bed where I check certain doors and check certain things. But that's kind of about it. If I had to think of uh, OCD qualities that I have, it's it's pretty minimal, and it's just almost entirely making sure the house is locked. Well, and that's why this one thing, which I'm not a part of, which is cognitive behavior therapy, which kind of makes, forces you to do things that you know, like, will be unpleasant and to get over it. I could never do that because the checking you, you're doing is good checking. 
And my checking is bad checking only because my, I'm, as I'm locking the door, I'm thinking about five other things. So uh, it sounds like you have a little bit, but you would not want to check the doors. No, and, and I mean, I've certainly, you know, I don't wake up in the morning thinking, oh, I didn't check the doors. But that, that's, the <laughs> on, that's the only example that I can, I can really think of. Right? Think of. No, I think I I think I have I'm sure I'm sure I have plenty of other issues but but not ones that that manifest themselves in ways that I can I can think of right now on the radio. So before before we wrap up because I know you have to get to a plane and and fly across the country to to come to Philadelphia. What can what can people look forward to tomorrow? Well, there's going to be a lot of uh you know, I just came back from the speech, so I'll probably you know, I always try and see what trans. Well, some things will transfer uh, from the speech to uh, to to real life, but you know, I don't think I can talk about Louis C.K. every day for the rest of my life. But uh, I'm, and I and, and I will be talking about Trump. There's no way, and it's, I'm not like even bragging, saying, "Hey, get ready." It's just uh, I think about him every minute of the day, so I might I have to talk about him on stage, and um, it does seem like we're right near an apocalypse and i hope it doesn't happen well hopefully it doesn't happen before 8 p.m and 9 30 tomorrow night at good good i can't wait to see you it has been so long yeah i'll i'll uh i'll message you off air if you want to maybe meet up beforehand or anything like that yeah we should i'm really sounds great i'm really looking forward to i remember i think the last time i saw you in philadelphia i was with my wife and we picked you up and there was a inflatable microphone in the back of our car and <laughs> you discovered it and picked it up and just started going to work and then we had a nice a very lovely lunch yeah it was great so yeah. uh hopefully we can until we can... showtime <laughs> but it's gonna be better i have a I, yeah I, I no feel, I, I can think... promise it'll be better and so that. uh Andy Kindler will be at Good Good in Philadelphia tomorrow night. And, you know, I'm glad that I could have you on for the first time in nine years. And we'll be sure to talk again in 2027. Thanks, Josh. It really means a lot. It's really cool. Excellent. I'm going to pot okay. you down and then put on some more records. I'll see you tomorrow, okay. Andy. Bye. You got it. Take care. Andy Kindler calling in. Oh, I like that guy real well. It's super weird to go from the pre-recorded sound of your voice from an old mic break when you were so spry and chipper and were we ever so young to, to now where it's, it's like I, I swallowed a wombat or something. So uh, that was my conversation with Andy Kindler from back in August of 2018. He talked about having his new record out for the holiday season. I guess he didn't mean the one that just wrapped up because hence the humor is still not available in stores. Maybe this December. We shall see. We shall see. And uh, his podcast with J. Elvis Weinstein continues on. Thought Spiral is up to episode 86 or so and still very much a part of my Monday listening regimen. And, and the shows that Andy was promoting at Good Good in Philadelphia both sold out and were tremendous. So. A successful time all around. So it is a little under seven minutes in front of the top of the hour. You're listening to WPRB Princeton. My name is John Solomon, and I'll be back next Wednesday with a continuation of the best of 2018 theme. Tonight we're looking back at some special programming on this show. 
four live sessions from Upper Wilds, Borzoi, Mike Pace, and Nick Milavoy's Desertion Duo, and that phoned conversation with comedian Andy Kindler. But I'm excited to, to prep the, these best of 2018 shows and looking forward to them greatly starting next Wednesday night. I feel there's some other stuff that I, I wanted to, to briefly cover. All right, I'm going to bring this full circle by, by continuing to play this in the background. So I didn't expect it to affect people in such a wide variety of different ways as it did on Christmas night. But the marathon wrapped up with Kevin Shea's It's Christmas Day, Two Day, Parts 1 and 2. And it was, it was, I don't know, it wasn't divisive, but it, it certainly, it impacted folks positively and negatively. And so the marathon wrapped up at 9 p.m. I caught a ride home and hung out on my couch and talked to my wife for a bit and then got under a bunch of blankets and went to sleep around 11, woke up like it was a normal morning. Not at all feeling like I'd been on the radio for 30 hours. And I received maybe the best email I've ever woken up on a couch to. And before I wrap up the show, I'd like to read this to you. Thank you for all you do every Christmas. Listening to you is and has been tradition in my household for many, many years. This year, I was on a date and tuned in during a Christmas lights drive through and some seemingly never-ending nerve-wracking song came on that seemed to last... For at least 20 minutes, they're, they're off, they're, they're low by 20 minutes in this email, that featured a today, hooray, chorus. Could you please tell me what that was? I kissed the girl I was seeing for the first time just to make that our song, because we were both driven insane by it in blessed and horrible ways. So thank you, listener, who I won't identify on the air beyond sharing that email. I look forward to playing... This piece as the first dance at your wedding. And you know what? I'll keep it playing in the background as we wrap things up because that is just about going to do it for me, John Solomon, unless you know something I don't. I'll be back next Wednesday evening, hopefully feeling a little higher in spirit than whatever is transpiring right now in my throaty regions but looking forward to best of 2018 parts one and two and and keeping another year going together here on wprb rachel is filling in at the top of the hour and that's super exciting i'm very much looking forward at a minimum of enjoying their program on my drive home but before i get out of here someone asked to hear new day rising by husker do is like a anthemic kickoff to 2019 and i think that is a superb idea so i will see you all next wednesday happy new year you're listening to stereo 103.3 wprb princeton have a good night everybody
Hi, John. Hi, John. Hey, John. This is Borzoi. Uh, listen, we just wanted to clear the air. Some things were said earlier this week on WFMU uh, that, frankly, just were not true. Uh, Joe Belloc on WFMU held our session at ransom, saying that he wouldn't play it unless we told his audience that WFMU is better than WPRB. Um, and honestly, obviously, we don't think this is the case. Uh, we were merely being forced into it. I mean, you know, WFMU's just fine. You know, they're just, they're, they're, like, they're technically proficient. Um, but, you know, there's some, they don't have an artistry that WPRB has. And we just wanted to clear the air and, and, and put to bed this vicious rumor. Cheers the rules. Thanks, John.